Welcome back to Legally Unfiltered. It's been a hot minute, but this is attorney Franz Borkart along with attorney Richard Sprinkle. We're back. We're back on Talk 107.3. We're back on social media. We're back in your podcasting apps. Here to talk about law, two Louisiana attorneys. We talk about national law. We talk about local law in Louisiana. We talk about things that affect your lives. This week, we're talking about what happens when a juror maybe doesn't disclose something about their past, say, I don't know, that they were a sexual assault victim in a human trafficking sexual assault kind of case. Oops. What happens when there's no disclosure and then they go back to the jury room. You know who I'm talking about, right? Well, I know who you're talking about. I know uh, who you're talking about. So we're going to talk about that, and then we're going to talk about name, image, and likeness right. as it relates to attorney advertising. As you know, Richard, as you know, Richard, yes. lawyers get a bad rap. Lawyers get a bad rap for the way we advertise. We get a bad rap for everything. Massive quantities of billboards, massive quant- buses, you name it. Um, tattoos on little children. You nasty criminal attorneys so, are getting so, people off on technicalities. Yeah. So oh, I saw geez. just because you're guilty doesn't mean doesn't mean you did it. You did it. That's a glorious billboard out of North Carolina. Yeah. So so today we're going to talk about the the emergence of the buying of athletes. Right. Well, the name, image, the and likeness of names, the, images, and likeness. The attorney is not buying. So we're clear. They're not owning the athlete. We, it's we not like a horse. That in the 1800s. Yeah, it's not yeah. like a horse. This isn't the derby anymore. No. So That's yeah, kind of a no-no. It's illegal. So no, no, if no. you're bad, yeah. So <laughs> I've said so a few times now. So if you're just now tuning in, <laughs> legally unfiltered airs once a week on weekends on Talk 107.3 and other media outlets. Uh, this is attorney Franz Borkart. I'm here with attorney Richard Sprinkle. And listen, if you have a show topic, you can email us at legallyunfiltered at gmail.com. So which, which do you want to start with first? You want to start with old girl and, and getting convicted and the potential juror let's, issue? Let's get into name, image, and likeness. All right. So, <clears throat> so not too long ago, the decision makers, the powers that be said, you know what? We don't, don't feel right about the fact that we got all these athletes that universities are making a gazillion millions of dollars. And and to be clear, they are. Yeah. Okay. They are. I mean, how much, how much money did, did our school here at Louisiana state university make off of Joe Burrow jerseys? Yeah. During, Shaquille the, O'Neal. during the wonderful season. Yeah. yeah. Shaquille O'Neal. I mean, uh, uh, it's, it's insane how much money they pocket. So you have that. two schools of thought on this. You have the shut up and play. You'll make your money in the prof- in the pros, right? And then you have the this isn't right. This isn't right that these guys aren't making real money and they they're generating millions of dollars. So now they're making now they're able to sell name, image, and likeness, right? Correct. Um, the simplest way of thinking about this is if I were an athlete and I had a marketable nil name, image, and likeness, Nike could hire me or, or contract with me to hold a Nike shoe, right? Right. Or, or any kind of a Matt Wheaties, you know, you name it, you name it. They just have to avoid a, a connection directly with the school. Right. And, right. and, and, but how easy is that? You, well, it's simple. I put you purple and gold on, but I don't have the hat. Oh no, you better not put purple and gold on. I don't on. know That's that it's going to be, you yeah. think LSU has, I don't know. Anyways. So with the coming of new forms of advertising comes new forms of attorney advertising. Um, Louisiana, as you know, and as the listeners may not know, restricts the way we can advertise to advertise in Louisiana as an attorney. If I come up with an advertisement, I have to submit it to a state bar office, Mm -hmm. pay a fee. They look at it to make sure it 
It is essentially in compliance. Right. So I pay a fee on my fee. It's in compliance with the rules of professional conduct. And then I can advertise. Sure. Right. So if Gordon McKernan, yeah, I'm going to say his name. If Gordon McKernan wants to do an advertisement where it's like Walking Dead, where he's fighting insurance agents as if they were zombies, Mm -hmm. which there is that advertisement. Theoretically, Gordon has gotten that approved by the state. Sure. Theoretically. Theoretically. Now, as a practical matter, you can start splitting hairs on is a social media post or a blog post or a radio show. Is that an advertisement? Well, no, not directly. It's we're not Richard and I don't advertise Borkhart Law Firm, Lawman Jackamant, Jackaback, in the sense that it is not like a billboard, right? No. Now we no, may we may mention, hey, I work for this firm, you work for this firm, if you right. want more information. But it's it's not an advertisement in the truest of senses. So, anyways, fast forward or rewind to a couple of days ago, I'm I'm on social media doing what I do on social media, and there's an attorney in Baton Rouge. Um, there's an attorney in Baton Rouge who is basically holding or having athletes, three athletes holding a shirt that oh, the get your lawyer shirts. Yeah. Yeah. Now one of our listeners who's watching on social media live asked, do doctors have to get commercials approved politicians? I don't know that they do. It's a self-regulated, it's a licensing regulated thing. Politicians definitely have certain restrictions on what they can and can't do. But there's more freedom of speech issues there's, in. There's, yeah, yeah. Well, there's freedom of speech issues involved in all of it. Um, candidly, there were laws on the books that said adver- uh, lawyers couldn't advertise in certain states. And they had to fight that over the years. But there are, uh, there are restrictions on politicians, not so much on doctors. So my first question is. If, if name your star athlete for LSU, basketball, football, women's basketball, any, any athlete, name your star. Right. If you saw Borkhart law firm, criminal defense attorney correlated with that athlete, would that motivate you? Like if I were going to get a felony, I'd call Richard, you know, is that motivate you to hire somebody? Not really. It's not like, it's not like we're selling shoes. You know, right. it's, it's, it's right. a totally so, different so, animal. So like, I liked it. There's a, there's a local law firm here, uh, Dudley DeBosier. And I'll, I'll, look, I don't have a problem naming their names. Um, they advertise as the official personal injury law firms of LSU. And the New Orleans Saints. And the New I mean, Orleans they're, Saints. They're big into I, I, attaching to sports. I don't have a problem with that. No, not at all. I mean, to me, we support these teams. This is how we show our support of these teams. Mm-hmm. There's probably all sorts of goodies they get as a result of it. That I don't have a problem with. And, and, and to be clear, they paid, I'm sure, a hefty price tag oh, for, no for, for, to be able to say they're the official injury attorneys. Yeah, but, as right. an at, but I guess what I'm getting at is, as a, defense, as a criminal defense attorney, I don't know that I want LSU to be the, I don't know if I want to be the official criminal defense attorney of LSU. I don't like the way that sounds, right? I mean... I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I would gladly take the moniker official criminal defense attorney of LSU. I just, my point is... It can be argued that certain parts of the school have needed an official criminal defense attorney. So I don't see, I don't see this. Okay, yes. It is the proverbial whip it out and measure it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, and, and for those listeners listening, I'm sorry, I... I, it's the most visceral way, visceral way I can explain it. And we have yeah. to keep it clean. Yeah. This goes I've got radio, a lot of money. So. <laughs> I can buy the name, image, and likeness of athletes. 
And I said it before we went on, and I said it yesterday on another radio show, because when you run out of billboards, that's when you try to start buying people again, oh. or the name, image, and likenesses of people. So how do you feel about this? I'm down. I mean, I'm down with it. I mean, I, I've, I've said it a million times. I'm, I'm a capitalist at heart. I'll never stand in the way of somebody making an honest buck or, or looking for a way to advertise themselves. I don't know that having an athlete endorse my law firm is the best use of my advertising dollars, what few I have. And um, I don't know if that's the route I would go. However, other attorneys may feel differently. It may make a lot of sense to them. And if that's what they want to do with it, then I, I certainly don't have a problem with it. Nobody's getting hurt here. Right. So this is, this is not like, this is not like, Hey, I want to have a bunch of koozies or, <clears throat> Hey, I want to have a bunch of wristbands that I put at the local bar for those guys who are going to drive home and get a DWI. Right. Yeah. Right. Or how much pens. Right. Well, now there, there is another side to the whole NIL issue. Okay. So on the one hand, it's great that the athletes themselves who actually are the product for these schools, they are what the schools are selling. They are why the schools make all this money. There is something to be said for them being able to gain a little bit from that while they're in school. The negative to it and, and candidly, this is, this is the argument uh, Gordon McKernan said about why he really wanted to get involved in the game, is he was literally trying to prevent one of LSU's star football players from moving to another school via the transfer portal because while the schools can't get involved in these NIL deals, we're all, we are, we're all grown-ups here. We know there's some backroom deals going on with alumni and whatnot at various schools to arrange for these kinds of things. Um, so, so the other side of this is and they're I'm, drawing, they're drawing students yeah, to schools with so, the deals. So wow. I don't mind a, a, a wealthy attorney who wants to purchase NILs to athletes to get them to stay here because they love the sport. They love the school. And to some degree, there's going to have to be an equilibrium at some point, because whereas Joe Burrow is an example of somebody that would have made bank on NIL, his linemen may not have been. But his linemen right, are essential right. to him being able to do what he's doing. They so are a big part of the equation. So yes. yeah. So I just I like the topic. I like the topic as it relates to unconventional disruptive advertising for attorneys. And I wanted to talk about something that people don't realize is we have to get our advertisements clear. Now, if you're if you feel in a little way about the fact that there's a million gazillion billboards throughout Baton Rouge in the South of one or multiple attorneys. Mm -hmm. There's really no restriction on that. Mm -mm. It's their money. They can get the, the billboards. Yeah. It's capitalism. It's capitalism. If you don't want the attorney having all the billboards, go out and rent yourself a bunch of billboards. Well, I mean, so are the billboards the thing that are causing the tort problems or is there something <laughs> else? I don't, I don't know. I mean, what, I just don't. What tort problems? For starters, let's let's find out what the exact tort problems are. Well, remember that. Remember how. Remember how. The tort reform was supposed to fix all our insurance problems and how insurance rate was, rates were supposed to go down. I think the words were, we guarantee your rates will go down if tort reform is passed. Right. Byron writes, nothing registers with me more than a college kid's opinion. Well, that's kind of rough. <laughs> Dude, but, you know. Borkhart Law Firm is targeting the athletes of LSU Quidditch, which, by the way, they're not calling it Quidditch anymore because they've... They're, There's they're problems to can with J.K. Rowling. They're trying so. to cancel J.K. Rowling. Yeah. I mean... It also helped with the Quidditch. They never got licensing right. to do Quidditch. Right. So by calling it something else now, that also 
gets around that pesky what, licensing what issue. Broom soccer? What I are we calling know. it? I have no idea. It's not really a sport. It's a club Yeah. at LSU. So anyways, yeah. we wanted to talk about that. Now, look, we're going to change gears. What well, we got about nine, ten minutes left. Um, you got you got just under ten. All right. So old girl goes to trial. Her name is... Ghislaine Maxwell. You you remember you know Ms. Her. Maxwell. From, Everybody knows Ghislaine. Yeah. Uh, oh. So big trial. Big trial. Big, big trial lasted for, for multiple weeks. A couple of weeks, yeah. Yeah. I think seven days alone were She her. gets convicted That's of a bunch. Some right. of them, she gets found not guilty of a few things. A but, few. Yeah. but it turns out later that a juror disclosed that he had been sexually assaulted and that he shared his experiences in the jury room, as the judge had told him to do, mm-hmm. except he may not have disclosed it during voir dire, during jury selection. During jury selection, right. Now- Failure to disclose because someone doesn't ask in federal court is tricky, except the judge was asking other jurors about this. Right. Okay. So if I find it hard to believe that that the juror wasn't asked, more likely failure to disclose, I just didn't answer because I want to be on this jury. Sure. That's a problem. That's a problem because that shows a very biased juror. Well, well. Yeah, so I would have. So if I'm defense, I would say I would say I wouldn't have kept this juror if I would have oh. known they were a sexual assault victim. This is just not the right case for well, them. And by the yeah. and whether or not I struck them for for peremptory challenge or or if I show the court reason why they cannot legally be a juror, which is to say I would have challenged them for cause. Right, they wouldn't have been invited to my birthday party. No, they don't get to like. Come. Like the Titanic's going down, but they don't get to be on that Titanic. No. So um, I say potentially biased, or we say potentially biased because that is a, a legal determination. The right. court will have to decide whether or not the fact that, that in and of itself that you were a sexual assault victim, in and of itself, whether or not you could be fair and, and impartial in a human trafficking trial, which, okay, we we on this side of the table agree with with the listeners that say, there's no way you can be fair and impartial. Well, look, you've picked a jury or two. Let's say, a few. Let's, say a few. let's say you've got a defendant, uh, a client who is up on uh, burglary charges. Right. And are you going to make sure the jurors are asked, have you ever been the victim of a burglary? I always ask, yeah. I ask, do you know anyone who's been in your family, in your direct circle, who has been arrested for a crime or convicted of a crime, including you? And that's a question generally asked in state and federal mm-hmm. by the judge. Mm-hmm. I always ask, have you ever been a victim of a crime similar to the one that my client is being tried for? Correct. Robbery, right. burglary, sexual assault. Um, and I'm very specific. And with with sexual assault and sex crimes, I give the potential juror, because it's, it's right, it's hard to talk about that stuff. Of course. If you were raped when you were a little child, you don't want to talk about it in a room full of 100 and something people. So I try to give them the ability. I ask the judge for permission for them to talk at sidebar to the judge, sidebar to the judge about their experience. That's what I try to do. Um, now, that being said, if I say, Miss Smith, have you ever been the victim of a, of, a, of a crime that was sexual assaulting and, or was a sexual assault in nature? And she says, no. Well, I have to assume that she's being truthful. She's been, she's, sworn, being truthful. she's right. been sworn under oath as a potential juror. Correct. So what's going to happen? Well, they're going to do an inquiry if they haven't done one already about whether or not this actually happened. And if it did happen, whoops. Mm. So that's problematic, right? I mean, Very. so so one of the common questions I keep getting asked about this is, Richard, how does this slip through the cracks? 
the like did it slip your mind it could did it slip your mind that you were a sexual assault victim when you were younger it, it either slipped the cracks if it slipped the cracks so to speak uh the judge didn't ask the question of that particular judge. i find that hard to believe i find that hard to believe as well Federal judges are typically pretty good at their jobs. They right. they really are. Um, so I find it hard to believe that the judge just let it slip their mind. Now, did this juror not want to discuss it in front of a room full of people? That's possible. That's very possible. Um, yeah, but 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 the answer to that is I was sexually assaulted. I don't want to talk about it. And if right. they don't want to talk about it, that's fine. That tells you this is not the right case for sure, them. Sure, sure. And should the juror have, have in some way gotten the message to the judge, yes, I have been sexually assaulted, yes, they should. I mean, So the other question becomes what happens to her? Well, if it's, she co- it's possible she could end up with a new trial here. Right. If she gets a new trial, she gets a new trial. Right. If she decides to start cooperating with the government against some other traffickers of humans sure and there are there are people out there who are shaking in their boots right now she might be eligible for sentencing consideration if she were to get convicted right sure, sure. um after conviction we call it a rule 35 in the federal system prior to conviction we call it a 5k, 5K. on the street you may know it as good snitching. old fa- snitching that's right um my six-year-old you're six. My six-year-old looked at me the other day and said, are you tattling on somebody? Mm. Are you a snitch, daddy? I love it. That's, that's hardcore. He man. already knows. That's my hardcore. son already knows prison rules. That's right. So, so what happens with her? <laughs> let's, let's look into the crystal ball. What do you think happens with her? Do you think she rolls? She's got a great argument for a new trial. Don't know if that's going to happen or not. But, um, the, well, she, she may have to roll because the, hasn't the judge ruled that they need to disclose those uh those names of those is it eight people that they're wanting to bring into this yeah and yeah. the ju- and the judges ruled that that has to be disclosed now so 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 here's the thing the beauty of trying a case a second time is you have the playbook right right but both sides have the playbook sure that means i know what the defense is going to do if i'm a prosecutor and i know what for the most part, I already knew what the evidence was if I'm a defense attorney, but I know the playbook, right? Right. I know the theory, the theme, and it's hard to it's hard to change that significantly. Mm-hmm. And look, the government may say, we're going to try this case the same way we did before. You sick SOB. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, I, I just wanted to talk about this because, man, oh, man, is it weird stuff. It's kind of like when you lose evidence weird wow yeah well we i don't know if we have time for that do we so, have time for that? so so listen we're going to do a, another episode on we, we don't have time to talk about the um the perkins trial um <laughs> where where the law enforcement lost or displaced or, or there are two because we don't know what happened to them there are two hard drives now the ag's office says well no it's okay because there was nothing significant on there it's not relevant Right. There was nothing, even though you don't know that there, but at the very least, you still lost somebody's property. Right. That's the bigger problem. That is, may have exculpatory evidence. Well, on the it. fact that it doesn't have evidence is exculpatory. Yeah. Especially in a case where you're accusing people of being quote unquote sex monsters. Yeah. I actually said sex monsters. Nobody said that except me. So the quote unquote, I just quoted myself. So what you want an NIL deal now? <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> Franz Borchardt is the official criminal defense 
attorney of Turner Industries. Oh, what? <laughs> no, no, tell me you Turner. didn't just say that. No, not Turner. What's wrong with Turner? I, Turner's oh, would, Turner Industries, Exxon would be lucky <laughs> to have a pony like me in the stable just ready to run. I've been watching a lot of Yellowstone lately, so. To be clear, I didn't say that, Franz did. Look, <laughs> if, if you're a business, look, Richard, Richard's feeling a little, little, little shy of this. If you're a business and you want to hire me as your NIL, your na- or you want to hire my, you want to reserve and purchase my <clears throat> NIL, all parts of me are for sale. We got a quick question here from Ben Balzer, which is a great one. Is it illegal or legal for law enforcement to take something evidence that is actually not? Well, it has to be, it has to be a part of the search warrant, right? <laughs> right, right. So your Rolex watch, which is not a part of the search warrant, it's on a rotating watch device. Yeah. And they take it. No, that's a felony theft right yeah, there. That's exactly what Malfeasance I mean. in office yeah. and felony theft. Yeah. So yeah. good question. Yeah. Yes. Inappropriate, illegal. Now, if they catch you with a whole bunch of drugs and cash on you, they might take the Rolex too, just well, as we've seen law possible enfor- evidence. We've seen law enforcement here seize cell phones and then the cell phones go missing and then they're oh, found. All the time. And then they're found in the trunk of the officer. Yeah. That that has been known to happen so we're running out we're about out of time um this is our first episode back we're going to do a couple more uh we're going to keep doing this uh check us out on talk 107.3 franz borkart richard sprinkle legally unfiltered we'll be back next week the views and opinions expressed in legally unfiltered do not constitute legal advice if you would like legal advice on the topics that we've discussed send us money that's right go ahead and retain us Do not, kids, try this at home.